everyone here this morning on a, a holiday weekend. <laughs> Praise God for Memorial Day. And I'm believing that today we're going to make a definite time of memorial in our lives. Amen. Not because I'm standing here. I'm not the bishop. I'm not the pastor. But I'm here as one of the elders here at PT. And I just want to deliver what the Lord has given to me this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So this morning, my message is... The harvest is ready. Get your life. The harvest is ready. Get your life. Now, when I was thinking of the, the topic of the sermon, I did ask my daughters, I said, if I say get your life, is there that some sort of a negative connotation if I'm saying get your life? Because there's other circles that I've heard that term used and it's not mm, so good because there's a lot of drama and a lot of issues being, you know, going on. But I'm saying it in a good way, in a God way today, get your life. Amen. So we're going to go. Let's go to the word. And I just want to, before we start to, to read the word. The harvest is ready, and I know this is the year that's been the topic from our bishop, that the harvest is ready, living your life on mission. And But today, I want to specifically speak to you about the harvest that belongs to you, to you, your harvest. And I want to tell you that your harvest is not being developed right now. Your harvest has already been developed. Even when you were in your mother's womb, your harvest was tailor-made for you. It was hand-picked by the father. Your harvest is ready. And even though my harvest is ready, even though when we feel it's not, we're not ready, Oh, I'm not ready. Oh, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to go here. I'm not ready to do this. But I'm telling you, Father God has already prepared your harvest. So for you to reap your harvest, you're going to have to get your life. You say, Elder, Elder Anita, what are you talking about? What do you mean get your life? I, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I believe in Jesus. I trust in Jesus. But you know what? There is 
there is something more for us. There is something more for us to, to gain and to learn and to receive from the Lord. Amen. Amen. So let, let's read the word. That first scripture up there. And this is from Psalms 16 and 11. I, I love the King James, but I also was excited about the message, the message version. It says, now you've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face. Ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. So let's read it again. Now you've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face. Ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. Do I have witnesses out there that the Lord took your hand and you're on the right way? Amen. Amen. Let's read the second one. And this is what the Lord wanted to share with us. And this is like one of the main scriptures this morning. John 10, 10. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. How many of you would would um, just agree with me that the beginnings of your life, when you think back on the beginnings of your life, Where you are now in Jesus is far more better, far more greater. Do I have any witnesses out there? I know this is a Pentecostal church and people, you know, we make jokes sometimes and said, oh, I came out of the womb a Christian believing in Jesus. That's not true. That is not true. Well, I'll tell you my testimony. That is not true. I, yes, I was born into a family of, of nine and we came to church and we came to PT, but I didn't come out serving the Lord. I didn't come out obeying his word. And it took a little while before things, you know, really were revealed to me that, yeah, you might be going to church, but you're not living a life pleasing to God. So, Just because you're going to church doesn't mean, you know, everything is cool. Everything is okay. So once the Lord took my hand, I knew I was in the right way. And it was like, as the King James Version says, says, um, I have come that you may have life and more abundantly. So when you think of abundant life, what do you think of? I wonder if I hear some responses. When you think of the word abundant, what comes to your mind? Not all at once. (laughs) More than enough. Okay. Um, Teresa, plenty. Yes. Ruth. Abundant. 
Zineb, overflowing. Zineb, you were going to say that? Who's over here? Yes. Best of the best. Yes. Yes. Anyone else? Tina. Joy. Hallelujah. Jeff. Brother Jeff. (laughs) Can you think of another synonym for abundant? Overflowing. Yes. Full. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I will say, my life, I'm not going to go into all the details, but my life was not in the beginning stages, was not an abundant life. I attended church and that was it. But there was a lot of pain and drama in my family. And you know, I made a promise to the Lord that once he delivered me from that area of shame and guilt, delivered me from that, I said, you know what? I just give that to the Lord. I, you know, I humble myself before the Lord and I say this because we are a church full of broken people. And isn't that what our church says? Restoring broken lives. So if I ask for a a show of hands, who has ever been broken in their lives? Some area of your life has been broken. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yes, yes, I look around and I see the brokenness. And yes, in our family, I don't come from a a great pedigree. I come from a family of abusers. I come from a family of broken marriages, unfaithfulness. I come from a family full of fear, full of anger full of betrayal that's in my my ancestry but you know what once I came to the Lord and he took me by the hand he cut across he cut across all of that history he cut across the feelings of shame and guilt and condemnation and that place where you're now free and you don't hear the enemy whispering. You remember what happened? You remember? Can you ever, how can you, you know, how can you ever walk away from that? And you hear, you ever hear the enemy whispering in your ears? You know, your father wasn't in your life. Your mother wasn't in your life. And he goes on and on and on. You're motherless. You're abandoned. Nobody cares for you. And he goes on and on and on. And then I hear the voice of the Lord coming into the midst of the darkness and saying, girl, you better get your life. You better get your life. Because your life is not in who you belong to your family and all the issues, you know, the murderers, the, the perverts and everybody else that's in our family history because we 
have been restored by the power of God. That's a good place to give him praise. Hallelujah. Living your life on mission is living a life that represents and glorifies God. So I think you all noticed that I have a little visual up here. And I just have a basket of fruit. Basket of fruit. Oh, it looks so good. This represents your life. This represents the life that is in the Lord. It's in Jesus. The life that God has ordained for you. And in getting your life means some action needs to be taken. So you can make the choice to say, you know, my past is stinks. My past is, I'm ashamed of my past. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to share it with anyone. But I tell you, this morning, as we reach out to the Lord and as we say, we get to a point where we say, you know what? Yes, I'm living my life for Jesus, but I think I could do better. I think there's some more things that the Lord is asking of me and, and I feel his Holy Spirit drawing me too, but I just feel like if, you know, I'm, I'm being pulled back and hemmed by the past. And I just want to say today, if you are experiencing opposition, the way to respond is not to cry and weep. I did. Oh my goodness, I would cry. I would weep and mourn until one day I heard the Holy Spirit say, that's enough, Anita. That is enough. And he asked me a question. What does my word say about your situation? What does my word say? And I'm saying like, I don't know. Lord, I know your word, you know, speaking to me. I've been reading your word since I was in Sunday school. But the Lord said, what is my word saying? I lived my life enveloped in a spirit of fear. Fear. Fear to the point that I almost killed myself. I was upstairs in my family home and I was on the top of the stairs. I must have been between sleep and wake and I thought I imagined something was coming after me. And I leaped, and I've shared this before, I leaped 15 steps from the top to the bottom. Didn't even think and rationalize like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But at that moment, fear gripped me so strong that I just, I just ran from that space and I leapt. And when I hit the bottom of the, of the staircase, I heard my mother's voice and she said, what happened? What happened? And I couldn't even explain because I was out of breath. 
And you know, have you ever been really afraid and you feel, I felt something grip me. Like nobody can tell me that fear is not a spirit. It gripped me that I couldn't even explain to my mother what happened, what caused me to leap like that. And, you know, everything. And Lord, for, I love him, but the devil used my older bro- one of my older brothers to torment me because he knew I was afraid of everything. So he would come. He knew I didn't like flies or any kind of insect. I don't want to see them. And that's part of the reason why I don't go on the mission trip with my husband. <laughs> because he did the wrong thing. He came back and told me about spiders that he saw. I said, why? Why? Why did you do that? And it's like, you know what? <laughs> but let me get back. That fear, I found, I had, I heard the voice of the Lord say, will you, will you lose that fear? Will you give it to me? I've got a life for you that means that you walk in me free of fear and not thinking about who's going to say this about me? What are people thinking? Who cares what they're thinking? As long as I'm serving the Lord, as long as I'm doing what he asked me to do, I'm going to get my life. And I refuse to be bound by fear. I, it was shackled, shackles all over me. So that when we, whenever we sing that song, um, break every chain, break every chain, and we shake our hands, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. I'm telling you that is true. That is true. That is so true. So opposition is going to come when you're trying to get your life. Now, I wonder if I can get a helper. Okay, I'm going to ask Peter. Peter, are you there? Oh, did Peter leave already? Peter Van Voris. And I'm going to call Lydia. Lydia, would you assist me, Lydia? Thank you. So we're, this is what we're going to do. Lydia, I know you're a wonderful sister and I know you love your brother. But for right now, I need you to be the bad guy. Okay? (laughs) So Deacon Joyce, come here. Could you just put that down on the floor? And I just want to do an illustration. Move it back a little bit more. A little back. A little more. A little more. Now, Peter is going for his life. This fruit represents the life in Jesus. He's got, oh, there's apples and bananas and strawberries. There's the fruit of the spirit just flowing out of this life. But the enemy does not want Peter to have that life. So the enemy is going to stop him. So Peter, I'm the Lord saying to you, 
Peter Van Vorbis, go get your life. <laughs> life abundant, overflowing. Get your life, Peter. <laughs> you can do it you can do it the Holy Spirit says yes you can do it yes very good very good do you all like fruit which one would you like you you take you take one the one that you like all right very good go ahead Lydia Now, they chose the fruit that, you know, everyone loves, bananas and apples and all of those things. But you notice something that I have in my hand? What is this, Andy? A lime. Hot B, how does it taste? How does a lime taste? Sour. Sour. How many of you have experienced the sourness of life. You know, everything and a lot of people are deceived by this notion that I come to Jesus and everything is beautiful. Nothing ever goes wrong. Everything just comes together for my good. But no, Sometimes you're going to encounter some sour patches. Things that will make you, you ever see someone that tastes a lime? You know the face that they give? But you know what? With this lime, a a, a, a good baker, a good cook can turn this into key lime pie, limeade. What else can you make with this lime? Thank you. Thank you, Sister Linda. You can marinate meat with lime. So God, it with our lives, he takes the sour things. He takes the things that make us want to go, and he, with his power, turns it around for our good, for our good. So the fruit is there. Your life is there. The harvest is there for you. And the Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning, just go get your life. Get your life. And when I say the word get, it's not, the connotation is 
you hold it. It's not something that you're sitting back and saying, I wish I had that life. I wish that would happen for me. No, you've got to move inside of you. You've got to move in your spirit. You've got to move in your soul, in your emotions, and go after it. You've got to go after it. Because, and know already, as I told you, the enemy is going to oppose you. He doesn't want you to be free. He doesn't want you to enjoy that abundant life. He wants you wrapped up in that old history and mess and, and stuff that always weighs you down. But in the name of Jesus today, we're getting our life. We're getting our life. I'm going to read. There's another scripture before I dismiss the Sunday school children. And it's found in Philippians 3, 13 to 14. Now, in this passage, I want you all to read with me, okay? Let's all, as we look at the screens, let's read it together. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Hallelujah! I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Ask me if I'm turning back to the fear. No. Am I turning back to the guilt? No. Am I turning back to unforgiveness? No. Am I turning back to low self-esteem? No. Am I turning back to the lies of the enemy? No. But I'm running. I'm reaching forward. I'm reaching forward. You see, you see the visual? You see what I'm doing? I am reaching forward. I'm pressing. The King James says, I'm pressing towards the mark. It's like, oh, with every fiber in my being, I'm reaching to that goal. And if that basket of fruit is my life, I'm keeping my eyes on the goal. I'm keeping my eyes on the goal. And I'm reaching for it because I'm going to receive it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to take possession of it. In the name of Jesus. So let me just close out. There's other points, but I don't want to go over the time. So I just want to end with this. So I want you to get your life. L. I want you to get your liberty. Your liberty, your freedom. As I spoke earlier, my freedom from fear 
There's a whole lot of other things that the Lord freed me from. Get your liberty today, saints. There's a scripture there. I would love for you to read that scripture. John 8, 32 and verse 36. I want you to get your insight. You know, sometimes in our journey in life, as we are walking along, we lose sight of what God, you know, has for us. It's almost like the life that we imagined is somehow cloaked or hidden from us. And that's when we see all of the issues that face us, our problems, and we say, oh, I won't use the word how the the world says it, but life stinks. You know what they say. (laughs) Life stinks. If this is life, I don't want anything to do with it. But, you know, I think of, and the reference there is in Genesis 45 of Joseph. Joseph, Joseph has a classic story of wanting a life, desiring a life. He had all of these great imaginations and thoughts. But look at the steps he had to go through. What was the first place he went? Ore, you know? The first place to start with a P, the pit. He went into the pit. The next place was somebody's house. Potiphar's house. Betrayal. Accusations. And then, oh, if that's not bad enough, now he ends up where? Everyone. In prison. And he could say, this is the life that I was supposed to live, this is it, I'm going to give up. But you know what? In that reference there, when he made himself known to his brothers as the ruler in Egypt, he told them, don't, be gui- don't feel guilty, don't feel bad about me, because it was God that allowed me to be in this place now to go through all that I did And I just want to say one thing. It's not when we go through stuff that we're saying, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for all the the pain and the agony. We're not rejoicing for it. No. Because I'll ask any of you, if Jesus, Ravison, if Jesus said to you, Ravison, I have some dark things that I need you to go through. Would you throw your hand up and say, yes? Would you volunteer? No, no way. None of us would volunteer. But when we go through, we know, oh my, our God is with us. He has us by our hand and he's taken us through for his honor and for his glory. So Joseph received insight to be able to say to his brothers, God ordained this to happen. And in spite of it, I give God praise. For I've learned some things along the way and I'm a better person. Amen. Let's look at F, faith. Go get your faith. 
complete trust and confidence in someone or belief in God, some of you might, your faith might be a little wavering today. And I want to encourage you to go get your faith. Amen. And the last one, go get your energy. How many of you know that life can suck all the energy out of you? You feel depleted. You feel like, can I catch a break here? It's always like something is always leaving you, leaving out of you. Well, the Lord is saying this morning, go get your energy. Go get the strength and vitality required for sustained activity. Psalm 23 says, 23.3, he restores my soul. So if I'm not in his presence, if I'm not in his word, my soul, my emotions, my mind with everything going on does not get replenished. So it's in his presence that we are restored. Amen. The harvest is ready. Your harvest is ready. Go get your life. Get your life. Get your life.